fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen back. back. We're back on Tell and Back with another episode of Tell and Back <laughs> from our from our <laughs> tiny homes. Oh my god, Carol. What is Carol doing? Oh my god. She's trying so hard to get in here. She's I'm like sitting in on a your tiny lap. corner of my room where I've tried to build a fort around me because on all sides of my apartment, my neighbors are playing very loud music with the windows open. And now Carol is part of the fort. Carol, do something for once in your life. Carol, you got to contribute, girl. Hi. Uh, hi. How are you? I'm <laughs> doing. I'm fine. You know. Yeah. So it's just us today. No guests. Um, no guests. Just us. Just us. Just, just the us. two of us. Just these two crazy kids. <laughs> uh, and Carol, of course. And Carol. Yeah. But ugh, Carol just licks at my inner elbow. Oh, dogs. Our guest dogs are just... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this week's, <laughs> this week's episode with just the two of us and Carol is yes. called... It's season four, episode three, yes. lassoed. Lassoed, the past tense of lasso as a verb. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, it was written by Eileen Chaikin and directed by Trisha Brock, who also directed, if you recall, the Olivia Cruz episode. Um, she's oh, yeah. a prolific episodic television director, has directed on pretty much every show ever. I thought she did a good job. She sure did. This originally aired on January 21st, 2007. Shall we get into it? Let's get into it. We open... In A Streetcar Named Desire, starring Jenny Schechter's. A Streetcar Named Schechter. <laughs> <laughs> a Streetcar Named Stacy Merkin. Mm-hmm. I thought Jenny looked cute, though, in her white t-shirt. I did, too. I thought she looked so cute. Yeah. She was like a little tomboy just screaming at the into the world. Yeah. And this is obviously a takeoff of when Marlon Brando screams, Stella, yes. in Streetcar. I believe yes. he was intoxicated during that scene. Correct well, it's no? very possible that Jenny's intoxicated here. True. It is her subconscious, but I've been drunk in my subconscious before. Who hasn't? Right. So then we drop that. Then we drop that. That's pretty quick. Like a cold hot open. potato. Yeah. And then we jump into the theme song. Do you have any theme song or opening credits analysis, Reese? I sure do. I knew it. Uh, this episode, we get uh, a few additions. The first one is that when we look at Jody's art studio, Jody is now there. But just from behind, and you just see a little bit of her starts to turn, but you don't yeah. see all of her. Just the suggestion of Jody, the idea of Jody, <laughs> and Poppy. Jody. Poppy is now at her full saturation point for the opening. <laughs> we are we are at full Poppy, peak Poppy. <laughs> we are at full Poppy, so that means we've got Poppy, um, you know, flashing in the beginning. We've got Poppy and Shane back to back, face to face, because they're facing off in someone's imagination. We get um, Poppy's in the main main everyone walking things Mm -hmm. she's she's there she's in it for to win it yes i have a question Uh uh-huh why did they keep 
they took out Mark holding the camcorder, but they still uh-huh. have the, the <laughs> shot of the cam, like his like camcorder screen of a shot of Shane on the screen. Uh-huh. Why is that still in there? There's no reason for that to still be in there. It, they keep it for the entire I know series. That's it's a permanent. Very confusing. <laughs> It's also weird how they gradually phased it out, like phased it down. Yes. But I think it's because, like, if you think about it, we're, like, all being watched. Whoa. I mean, if you really want to get meta, this is a television show. So we, Exactly. They are filmed and we are watching them. Yes. It's actually really a comment on privacy and the <laughs> surveillance state, but I don't have time to get into it. So, <laughs> so we are... At California University, we are in Dean Bet Porter's office, and she is. We open on her checking out Nadia, her TA's legs, body, mm-hmm. but mostly legs. And then it's inappropriate, that, but it's, it's also it's inappropriate. It's everyone. inappropriate workplace behavior. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. And then you see Bet like starting to touch like touch a knot on her back and you're like oh god i know exactly where this exactly is about to go exactly where it's about to go yeah and then it goes there and which it goes not being like let me get this knot out of your back and she's like do you want to find you a body worker because oh my gosh i have the most amazing ayurvedic healer and he and bet's like so deep it was- and then they make incredibly intense eye eye contact <laughs> Nadia also mentions another faculty member having slept with TAs and she's like, oh, it happens all the time. Then she sits on Bet's desk <laughs> like like as if this is like a like a bad porn about to start. Right. Uh-huh. Like which it is, which it is. And she's like, come on, Bet. Like you had to know this was happening. We're all adults. And yeah. Bet lies and says she's never thought about it. <laughs> It's only been mentioned to her by Joyce Wishnia last season. Who is her Phyllis, divorce lawyer. Last episode. <laughs> and she was oogling the legs to begin with. It, it, like 30 seconds prior to this statement. Correct. And then Nadia, um, I think, crosses some lines when she says, I know the students in your college have. I know at least 20 who would love to be with you. And then she says, I hate that I'm just one of the pack. Wow. Wow. This is the kind of thing that seemed fine before, but in a post <laughs> Me Too world seems bad. Yes, because despite how Nadia is clearly instigating this, Bet is also not stopping anything and also is a person in a position of power in this situation. Mm. She is her boss. So, yeah. <laughs> Nadia is not subtle. She is not. Right. So um, power dynamic aside, it will make their working relationship kind of complicated if they take it to this level, especially yes. because Nadia so far is really bad at keeping secrets. She's she's so she's very like blabby. So there's no way that this is like going to work for their working relationship. Yeah. If you're going to actually try to do something like this, you need to have a very open discussion about boundaries and rules. And Nadia seems to have very few boundaries when it comes to pursuing bet. And we don't really know where Bet's at currently in the scene. So, yeah, it's it's very, very complicated. And yeah. yeah. Um, then we go to a school. Shane goes to school in her T-shirt with her younger brother, Shay, who doesn't speak. By the way, I found this guy on Facebook. Oh, <gasps> what? He did only one acting job after this and only three before it. And now he plays soccer. Oh, 
Well, great. So he looks like an upstanding young man, but who can say? <laughs> Good for him. So basically, they want all this stuff from Shane. They want like vaccination records and a birth certificate, blah, blah, blah. And Shane's like, I don't have any of this stuff. Like this kid was but, literally dropped off on my porch. Like, yeah, we should all be proud of me porch. for even bringing him to school. <laughs> because last week she was like, no. This kid's mom left this kid on the back porch and then went around to the front porch and sat there and waited for me. Yeah, the the the, the porch duality makes little to no sense and mm-hmm. like at all. But then when he tells Shane, so Shane's just like, whatever, fuck this. I'm going because that's how she is. And then yeah. Shane mentions that he did really good on the standardized test they'd asked about. And then Shane realizes that Shay needs to go to school and she'll do whatever it takes to get him enrolled so that he can learn all of the things about animals and geography, um, math, math, probably. Um, yeah, gym, yeah, science. That's, a, that's an important class. Recess is an important class. English. He probably gets an elective, maybe. No, he's in elementary school, right? I don't so. think you get electives until you're a little older. Yeah, you do get to play with blocks, I bet. That's true. Yeah. So, and that's important. Those yeah. are playing with blocks is a building box to a healthy society. Exactly. Also, um, the thing I noticed in this scene is just how bad Shane's hair is in this season. <laughs> it's just bad. I don't like it. It looks unwashed. It's very bad. It's like it's like so like like long in the front for no reason. <laughs> I noticed in this scene that I was like, oh, Shane looks really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the t shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just was like, like, oh, this hair is too long. Yeah. You need to trim that shit. Yeah. So then we go to Alice's apartment. The scene is so funny. The scene is great. I thought this was yeah. this was like a pretty funny episode. And this is a very funny scene. So she's like, Jenny's visiting Alice. Jenny is dressed like Wednesday Adams for no reason. Yeah. And Alice. Yeah, she just like, got off the Mayflower. Yeah. <laughs> and Alice is like running around and cleaning up the house because Helena has been staying with her. And Helena is a complete mess. Correct. And um, Jenny has apparently tried to find Stacy. And so she, she's yes. like. And an S Merkin and eyes, which of course is where that vagina wig's gonna live. Which is such perfect Jenny elitism. Yep. Like insanity. Yep. And then Alice notes that lesbians love to eat their own. Which is something Eileen Shaken used to say all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have maybe said a few times. But um <laughs> I feel like that was a little a little insertion of how she felt about criticism of the show at that time maybe yeah coming off of season three i can imagine that would be how she felt (laughs) um jenny does an incredibly offensive impression of an older korean woman which i was so horrified by that i almost left the room while i was watching it like i was i almost was like i have to leave the room it was i was like oh my god yeah i like opened my mouth and then i couldn't close it yeah (laughs) then jenny admits that she was outside stalking Stacy Merkin <laughs> at this apartment she believed to be hers at four in the morning and was screaming for her. Uh, she, she, someone then, needs to arrest Jenny immediately. <laughs> but then we find out the source of like her upsetness, which I think, I think is valid. Like she's like the way she, I guess she, t- that Stacy talked about her girlfriend in the review and sort of framed her girlfriend as like having the proper trauma response. Cause she's like, I'm glad that her girlfriend is this perfect little angel and I'm just a fucked up nitwit, but it's my experience. And that she feels like Stacy, cause there is no right way to respond to trauma. Of course, not. you know, 
And Jenny and so I feel was like, writing about her experience. This was a memoir, you know? Yeah. It's not like it's supposed to be everyone's story. Yeah. And so, so I think it be, is very personal for her, obviously. Yes. Beyond like, it, it's not just about a bad review. It's sort of like a bad review of her life. Of not her just life her, and her experience but, with trauma. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it, it sounds as if Stacy framed her review by pitting them against each other, which yeah. feels really gross. And, and like, what, how is that a book review? Yeah, they, she needed a better editor. Yes, I do agree with you. Then Alice is like, it's a tiny magazine. Who reads it? <laughs> which was very funny. Ooh. She's like, it's not like it was Elle. And apparently Elle wrote Jenny a great review, which actually is good. Yeah. I don't... I, I have think, to say that yeah. I've read every issue of Curve for years. And I don't know if I ever read a book review. No. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of books. I just don't remember reading any book reviews. Maybe I did. I honestly couldn't tell you. Then Alice, I love like single Alice out, like slutty Alice out there, oh, like just love having it. a time. I love it. I love it. She should always be single and always be doing uh, things. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's single right now, which makes it kind of fun. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of like, I think that's part of what makes this, gives this season like energy is that everyone's yes, single? Yes, absolutely. There's, yeah, you know? we were right before we started recording this, we were like talking about how season four, like even when it's really problematic and really bad it still has this sort of like chaotic fun energy to it and I think mm -hmm. a lot of it stems from that the season starts with everyone in like a very different place than we've seen them before which is that everyone yeah. is single and just kind of like going out and doing stuff mm -hmm. which is wonderful to watch yes so then Helena gets home and she's had a <laughs> terrible day of job interviews she has she bought a bottle of Kahlua on her way home which is a really interesting <laughs> choice it's perfect it was perfect it's so funny like she's just gonna ch chug Kahlua. Kahlua is the first she alcohol I down, ever had. It's the first alcohol most people have. Had. She's gonna make a white Russian. She just you know? pours it into a mug. I was like, is there yeah. coffee in the mug? What is happening? Oh, but also right before Helena gets there, Alice tells Jenny that she had sex with oh, Poppy right. and that oh Poppy my God, was I a living, over, breathing Lothario. I've skipped over the whole Poppy conversation. <laughs> and that Helena doesn't know that Alice knows that she slept with Poppy. I don't really get that. It feels like there was a lack of communication between the person who wrote 402 and the person who wrote 403, but yes. I'll allow it. Yeah. And then Alice delivers an incredible speech. She, about, like such an incredible speech. About tidiness. Okay, like I feel like this would be your boundary of your space. So anything in your space you're responsible for. And then this would be, you know, my space. And anything in my space is mine. Um, which includes my office space, which I'll just kind of show you where that starts. This is my office space, my workspace. And um, I'm tidy. I'm a tidy person and I like to keep this tidy. But then we have, you know, the kitchen would be our space, kind of spaces. And then I feel like the untidy person should abide by the tidy person's rules. So... I was going to say, it's important to note Alice lives in a one-bedroom apartment. So Helena staying yeah. with her is definitely creating a lot of problems. Yeah. If you're sleeping on someone's couch, it sucks. But you kind of have to like repack your suitcase every day. You need to like really be self-contained as much as possible. Even if you don't like yeah. fully pack your suitcase and like zip it up and stand it off in a corner, you at least need <laughs> to like be neat and tidy and not like leave your shit everywhere. I, I completely agree with Alice. I also have right. obsessive compulsive disorder and I'm incredibly neurotic <laughs> and I'm a Taurus. But... I do agree with Alice and I think that she has a lot of really great points that she makes here. I also agree with her opinion that the more tidy person sets the rules. 
I have a hard time with that because I've always been such an incredibly overly to the point of insanity mm, tidy person that I usually with roommates and people I've lived with and, and like my wife, I, I don't hold anyone to the same standards I hold myself because I know that That's I true. am on a different level. <laughs> I think a sub a sub rule of that rule in my head has always been that also though if there's like a difference like if the more tidy person like needs dishes washed immediately and the less tidy person will wash them a few hours later that the more tidy person has to just wash them you can't like expect the other person absolutely to, like, and that's rise, kind of fill the gap exactly you know? and that's always how i've operated is like if i need a, things a certain way but i feel like that's kind of like asking a lot of anyone that i just if i'm gonna care about it i'll do it myself yeah but Alice is not asking for much because her apartment's a disaster zone right now. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, and this is also when Helena says, I would pretty much do any job right now that doesn't involve sex or touching insects. Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck here with Alice in her sweet little one bedroom. <laughs> Which is a great line. That's a great also. Helena Peabody thing to say. Mm -hmm. um, then we have um, some really great exposition. We love <laughs> exposition and we love group events on this show. And uh -huh. so we do. So Bet calls and uh -huh. Alice is talking to Bet on the phone. And they make a very interesting choice in this scene mm -hmm. uh, that we don't get to see both sides of here or see both sides of any of these phone calls, which is an interesting choice. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if they just chose not to script them or not, but I think we actually, it would have added, added to the humor if we could have seen yeah. both sides of these conversations. But the gist here is that Alice is like, oh, bet you're not going to Tina and Henry's cocktail party tonight. <laughs> and Bet's like, oh girl, I was not invited first time hearing of this. And Bet is like dying listening to this on yeah. the phone. Alice is like, she's like, oh, no, it cannot possibly be a mixer for our gay and straight friends. But that is exactly <laughs> how they've positioned it. And Bet thinks it's going to be terrible. And yeah. she is correct. Uh-huh. She is correct. And anyway, Kit's really excited about this new girls night happening <laughs> at the planet called, of course, everyone's favorite name for a girls night at the planet. Rancho Notorious. What? First of all, you guys are trying to steal rodeo disco from us. And second of exactly. all, second of all, don't get too attached to these cool new event planners. This is the <laughs> only episode they're in. You think Rancho Notorious was a flop? It looked like a huge success. It did look like a huge success. So I'm well, Thursday night. I'm wondering what is, happened there. Thursday night is ladies night, they say, which I, I thought every night was ladies night. Maybe Thursday night is ladies night and Wednesday night is like a band too famous for this location night wednesday night is the b52's night and then thursday yeah. night is ladies night yeah yeah so i guess both of these things are happening on the same night this whoa country western ladies night with a cool new event planners at the planet and then the let's bring the let's hold a peace treaty with the gays and the straights at tina and henry's uh -huh. house um mm -hmm. so then we cut back and we're now with Bet on her side of the call, and we see Phyllis walking in uh, to her office and overhearing the end of this phone call, which she's like, "There's like a crazy hot women's party," uh, and and Phyllis is like, "I'm sorry, what? What about a crazy hot women's party?" And so Can now Phyllis wants to invites herself to the planet. Uh -huh. Then Tina calls, and 
basically is like now trying to retroactively invite Bet to the Mixer for our gang straight friends. This is and the most relatable thing Tina's done in a really long time. <laughs> Who among us hasn't made that true. kind of error and then had to correct it? Yeah. Like, ooh, I must have not put your name on the email. But also that happens. Sometimes I do not oh, yeah. put the name on the email. Definitely. I've yeah. totally left people off completely accidentally before. But uh yeah. she she bet calls her out. She's like, Oh, are you inviting me because of Alice? Did you just talk to uh-huh. Alice about this? And she's like, Well, I didn't know whether or not I should invite you. And then mm-hmm. they start to get in a fight, and I guess Tina shuts it down. But we wouldn't yeah. know because we can't hear her side of the phone call. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't really need to hear Tina's side of anything. So whatever. No, I, I think, yeah, as a rule. Um, but generally. I also I thought it was I think Bet saying like, yeah, you invited all my friends is a good point. That's a common issue in lesbian social groups. Like yes. maybe you have a weird thing with your ex, but if you guys have all the same friends, it is kind of shitty not to invite them. And then correct. And then Bet also says that they've got to figure out how to coexist because they have a child together and she is contracted for like three scenes this <laughs> season. So figure they it both, out. They ladies. both live in the same city and mm-hmm. it's a very big city, yet they are unable to avoid seeing one another. Correct. Um, Bet is a thanks, but no thanks. Bet's going to sit this one out. Or is mm-hmm. she? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Then we ride our horses in wagons on the trail to the planet are we going to meet the new event planner we're not i think it would have been cute if it no the we new did event, i thought those were just models that they'd hired to wait tables no that was mindy and rochelle the event promoters oh well, i was gonna I say i thought it would be cute down if, their names <laughs> if it was if it would be cute if it was billy blakey again but like in a wig Oh my God, it's Alan coming in like a yeah. completely different wardrobe and a funny wig yeah. and he's and he's yeah. trying not to have his own accent. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really funny. So good. He like Mrs. Doubtfires her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so we meet Mindy and Rochelle who are the cool the new event time. promoters mm-hmm. for the first and last time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Angus busts in and he's I like, died. I had a heart attack. He's like, I was just <laughs> offered a $100,000 record deal with with Thrill City Records. Before saying that, he says yee-haw very loudly and for an unacceptable amount of time. Yee-haw! Agreed. So much so that I blocked it out and didn't even know <laughs> about it. Didn't, but didn't I mean, Thrill City Records. Wow. What a thrill. I couldn't watch this. I had to look down. I don't know oh, why. This was, this was excruciating. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. It's just so embarrassing. Yeah. Back to Shenny's. Back to Shenny's. Max is teaching intro to cars 101 to Shay. <laughs> I like uh, Max's little work suit, the yellow. I know. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, it was really cute. Wearing a bandana. And, and I love uh-huh. cur- the, cur- you know, we're in this current COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of the online discourse has turned to if we have to all wear masks in public, where do we get masks? And everyone I've seen a lot of I, mostly most of the people I follow are queer. Uh, just a lot of discourse around why do people have so many bandanas? And it's because they're gay. We're gay. Mm-hmm. We're gay and we have bandanas. And this is just how it of is. homosexuality. Yeah. And so Shane comes out and is like, oh, you're not coming to Tina and Henry's. And Max is like, I wasn't invited. And I was like, ooh. I was like, God damn it, Tina. This bitch. Yeah. Um, it- but Shane was fully prepared to take Shay to a cocktail party. <laughs> but max says i'll i'll watch him we can go get burgers watch a movie which sounds really cute i'm excited for their evening 
their little male bonding evening. I'm so excited for it. We don't get to see any of it, but no. it would have mm-hmm. been super cute. Um, Shay yeah. is thrilled to not have to go to this cocktail party uh-huh. and to get to hang out with with Max and the car and some burgers. I would yeah. much rather do that also because this mm-hmm. party is straight out of hell. Yes. And then we go to it. Oh, yeah, we do. And I just love how heterophobic this whole scene is. I, I love it. It's oh accurate. It's it's unfair yet in totally fair. Yep. It's um every every everything that happens in this party, I give two thumbs up and would a ten out of ten for the episode. Absolutely. The straight High people comedy. are like, oh my god. I mean, this would be different now, but then, you this, know, this felt like it definitely felt like very heterophobic in two thousand seven, but it also felt super kind of accurate. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. I love yeah. the heterophobia. Yeah, it was. Um, which, by the way, is not a real thing, but you know what we mean. Um, yeah. uh, yes, of course. <laughs> so all of the straight people who look like straight people are like, those are all lesbians because they can't conceive of like femme lesbians existing. Yeah. And they're like, which one is Tina's ex? And then uh, Bet has changed her mind. She's decided to show up and look amazing. Bet looks so good. Mm-hmm. She looks incredible at this party like you know when you're going to be somewhere where your ex is going to be and this is like a very special circumstance because she's going to henry's house and Mm -hmm. she's like clearly there just to fuck with tina's whole deal and that is amazing (laughs) oh it's the kind of vengeance i live for the pettiness of bet porter is just unmatched and alice is like thank god you're here we're totally outnumbered And they're sort of in their little corner. It's they're like, like all it's, in the kitchen, which is yeah. gay culture. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And Shane comes in and the straight people like don't know what to do, how yeah, to talk to Shane. These two straight girls talk to Shane and I can't tell if they want to fuck her or if they're disgusted by her. It really could go either way. Mm-hmm. Truly. We find out that um, Shane's going to hire Helena as her receptionist. Oh, you mean at Wax? I sure do. <laughs> and then we have an incredible exchange in which Bet Porter wins every, everything. Bet Porter destroys several people in the uh-huh. scene, lays them to waste, leaves their bodies around to rot. Uh huh. She's looking at a picture of Angie, and someone's like, "What? What will you do if um, Angie wants to like meet her father?" And Tina's like, to her credit, is like. We don't call him the father. We call him the donor. And then a straight guy, of course, is like, yeah, let's well, let's talk about this hypothetical situation. Why not talk about it? Yeah. Like, what if what if he what if she does want to meet her father? Blah, 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 blah. You know, like, it's not it's ideal. Out of, it's or outside something. of your control, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can't control then, what she's going to want to do. Sorry, excuse me. Um, I, I, I know you don't want it to happen, but, you know, kids have minds of their own. And I mean, I'm sure your parents would rather you weren't a lesbian, you know? And she's like, my parents are dead. And first of all, I would do that. Like, there's something really like I knew that was I couldn't remember that she said that. But I remember. But as soon as he said, I was like, oh, please say your parents are dead. Please say your parents are dead. It was it was perfect. She delivers it perfectly. And then she's going to keep going. I mean, she's going to like actually like eviscerate this man in a second. But like, this is so good and so funny. Mm-hmm. Then we get the honest homophobe thing. Look, I, I'm not a homophobe, you know what I'm saying? But uh, look, if, if my son came home and he told me that he was gay, I mean, I'm sure I would come around to it. But, you know, at, at first there would be a reaction. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to be honest here. Right? An honest homophobe. How nice. 
It's so good. Um, and then we get to the part where I realized this is why I thought Angus is bisexual the whole time. Yeah, this is why I thought he was too. Right. Because he's talking about having anal sex like as a bottom, right? Yes. I guess he could have had that with a woman. He could have, but he's in, in this conversation. He is implying that he has yeah. had sex with men. Yeah. And I don't know if he's just doing it to like upset the straight people in this conversation mm -hmm. or if it's actually his experience. I hope it's actually his experience. Me too. I'm going to make it canon. Yeah. We've been look, we've been saying he's bisexual this whole time. So he is. Yeah. So it's true now. Um, and he's a bottom. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> OK, so then the look on Beth's face while this man is taught his name is Brad. While Brad talks, uh -huh. anytime they come of course to his Beth, name is Brad. She has the best look on her face. This just like grin of like, yeah, keep going. Keep saying more shit that yeah. I will use against you in a moment. And then um, I actually wondered if she knew that his name was Brad or if she just called him Brad because it seemed like that would be his. I name. mean, that's so funny, but <laughs> I think they actually say it in the scene, mm. I think, because there's like this moment where Henry and Tina like like make the tiniest of efforts to stop this from happening. And yeah. so I think I think he I think Henry's like, Brad, come on. And that's his entire effort to stop it. And then Tina asks Bet to not get into it. And this is where I start to go crazy because <laughs> I think Tina abandons her friends and mm. her entire like LGBTQ whatever community hard in the scene. She yeah, says she nothing. She does mm -hmm. nothing. You've invited mm -hmm. your queer friends into this space and it's now unsafe and you have mm -hmm. done literally nothing to try to stop it or mitigate it or do any. Like she does. She says nothing. She does nothing. And it makes me mm -hmm. hate her even more. Um, yep. She sucks. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Brad says that, you know, if he if his kid told him he was gay, he would eventually come around or something stupid like that. And Bet says, I understand, Brad. I mean, you find gay sex repulsive and you don't care about your son's personal happiness as much as you do your own comfort level, right? And then this man with like a goatee and like two, both yeah. ears pierced with <laughs> yeah, like hoop I so earrings. I was like, this man is at least gay. bisexual. Like um, this looked like a gay guy who would hang out at like the sport, the sporty gay bar. You know how they have gay bars that are like also sports bars. Yes. He would hang out there. He probably yeah. is like the manager or the owner. Yeah. yeah. And he's also a bottom. Also a bottom. And Correct. he's like, well, I mean, it's cool if it's between women and everyone mm. just starts like all like exchanging glances and doing that thing. Uh huh. And then the best thing happens. And Angus says this classic line. <laughs> It's not that bad, actually. Come again, dude? Hmm. That whole dick and ass thing. I used to think it was a little creepy and painful, too. But I found this great lube. It's called boy butter. Once I discovered that, it was like, let's get this party started, you know? He's pro-anal. Yeah. Um, and bisexual. Yep. And then Bet is tickled. That is yeah. so tickled by this. Yeah. Uh, and so am I. Truly. It's great. It's a really good scene. Um, it's really funny. Very entertaining. Then Alice does that thing that you wish that no one ever would do at a party where she suggests a game of celebrity. Yeah. Yikes. We'll come back to that. Sure will. First, we're going to go to Rancho Notorious. That's the planet. 
where Phyllis is talking herself up. She's like, you can do this. You can go to this party. You can wear a a string of pearls where one of the strings is really close to your throat. And then the other (laughs) pearls are like down to your waist, which drove me nuts the whole fucking time. Yeah. She like loop double looped it. And, but like one of them is really tight and one's really long and it's terrible. Yeah, I couldn't stand it. And she's wearing like a, she's like dressed for the office, but she's pumping herself up. She walks into Rancho Notorious, which is in full swing. And again, we have the deceptive, practice in this scene that when you walk into a lesbian bar someone is immediately going to hit on you and other girls will look at you like you're this uh, is not a real thing (laughs) oh well i guess she's meat tagged yeah she's been meat tagged that's what it is if you guys remember me tagging they had said that in the the episode then we would have known what's going on yeah they would have been like you're totally meat tagged yeah Uh, there are also some absolutely horrible fashions (laughs) At, in Someone all these scenes at the planet. Chaps. It's so good. <laughs> so many like skinny, skinny strapped tanks, you know, tank uh-huh. tops and things. Oh God. Yeah. And also, so this woman offers to buy her a drink within 30 seconds, which is a fantasy that will never happen to anybody. Yeah. Well, maybe it will. Maybe if I, I no, it won't. And yeah. Phyllis says she's not ready for a drink yet. Like if, when I went to my first lesbian bar, I think I, I don't even know if I could walk a straight line by the time I got there. I was so nervous. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, Phyllis, what a stand up gal. No wonder you're the heads will roll, roll, roll curl. Yeah. So then we go back to the terrible, terrible cocktail party uh-huh. and a game of celebrity is happening. We have a wonderful little gay and straight culture clash where none of the straight people can guess any of the gay people clues and none of the gay Mm. people can guess any of the straight people clues. Bet is sitting there just like looking like the hottest person alive the whole time. (laughs) And it's so distracting. Mm. But the the answers are like Lily Tomlin, Kathleen Hanna, and like none of the straight people Mm. can figure out any of it. Alice mentions that Lily Tomlin's queer and they have like a 20 minute discussion over how none of the straight people can believe her. Yeah. Also, it's so fucking true. Like you'll say that, that a gay person is gay and, and straight people will be like, no, they're not, they're not gay. And I'm like, don't you think I know? Like, why would I just be making it up? But to be fair, I've made that up so many times. (laughs) I'm not to be trusted. So I get that. So it's so pointed and great. And I also like that Jenny is part of the social group because I feel like all of them together, like they really radiate this sort of like intense hostility towards all of the heterosexuals. They do. In the room. They, they, they really do. It's yeah. this particular crew of what is it? Bet, Helena, Alice, Alice, Jenny, and Shane are uh-huh. just like so over this whole thing. And it is delightful. And then Beth's like, I'd love to get out of here. And then they all like make up obvious lies and leave. Yeah. She's like, this is excruciating. Let's go. And she just gets up and leaves. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah. come on, Shane. They <laughs> just take uh-huh. off. It's so funny. And Tina has this like look on her face. And I'm like, you know what, Tina? You <laughs> Tina's like, bed. don't leave me here. <laughs> made your fucking bed. I guess we should people. maybe talk about how the, you know, we're, there's also the whole like Tina feeling abandoned by her queer friends because she's dating a man. But I think that Tina herself is going about all every aspect of this so poorly that mm-hmm. she deserves everything that happens to her at this party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also I would say like, cause those are obviously Henry's friends and I feel like it was on him to be like, Hey man, stop like when brad was talking earlier that's true that's true um that's fair i i won't shit entirely on tina i think 
she was in a really awkward and shitty position. Mm-hmm. Um, but sh- I but will Hen- shit on Henry. Yeah, that will shit all over Henry. Then we cut straight to the planet where they're all going to Rancho Notorious, the hottest party in the Thursday nights at the planet. <laughs> and guess who's there? It's Poppy. Uh, everyone is weird. I is my note on them seeing yeah. Poppy. Yeah, everyone's super uh, weird. Poppy like rolls up with like a girl on each arm. <laughs> this is like this is part of the like whatever. This is like part of the whole racist paradigm in which they've placed Poppy yes. as like the aggressor, the like the Latin lover, the seducer, the one who like it goes after women, mm-hmm. whereas Shane just lets women come to her. Lets them it's fall like, into her lap. Yeah. So as like funny as as like the whole showdown thing that happens is supposed to be, it's also really not. The, yeah, it it's hard to yeah it's there's like like such a gross undercurrent <laughs> to mm-hmm. everything with Poppy's character that it's hard to separate that out. Yeah, because um, Shane comes away looking cool as a cucumber, mm-hmm. like because because Poppy's like oh you're just a skinny little white girl. And Shane's like, yeah. And then she's like, so I'm your, I'm your competition. And Shane's like, oh, okay, well you win. And like walks off. So Poppy is made to look like a fool and Shane is just effortless, effortless, right. Cool and popular. There's a silly, very silly fantasy sequence where they're like cowboys in a saloon and there's like no rhyme or reason to it. Like it's mm-hmm. so, I, I wish that like there was some consistency on the show with like how they did kind of heightened moments but there is mm-hmm. not um also the sound design and the music in this fantasy sequence are batshit crazy like they are out of control oh really oh yeah yeah go back listen to it again and just like listen to it it is wild i will i'll okay. do it okay i'm gonna do it okay. after right after this okay so then um <laughs> jenny's in line and for the bathroom with apparently a curve magazine reader who said who sees the book poster about Jenny's book and is like, no, but the review in Curve magazine, some of her parts makes me ashamed to even call myself a lesbian. No one has ever said that in line for a bathroom, but no one has ever said that ever. But I. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing here is that the poster for the book signing is up, but it's like blocked by some other posters. And so this girl doesn't realize that Jenny's entire face is photographed and on the poster. And then. The rest of this scene, I think, is like, I really love because it's really them as friends and like they're talking about themselves. Like they're talking about Helena trying to reinvent herself. And then Betsy's Phyllis is there and is like, shit, shit, shit. I can't believe she actually came. What? What? Did you sleep with someone? No, not in this century. Okay, girls, girls. Okay, here's the deal. Phyllis Kroll, Executive Vice Chancellor, California University, very accomplished, very dignified, very much my boss. I repeat, very much my boss. She's been married 25 years and is now, at this relatively late date, is convinced she's a lesbian and is peeking out of the closet as we speak. So please, please, please be nice to her and try to talk to her and try not to make her feel like she's the oldest looking lesbian on the planet. Phyllis, hi. It's good to see you. Brilliant. It is It is like a scene that has stayed with me for a very long uh-huh. time. Like the, the, the writing is really sharp. Mm-hmm. Her performance is great. The comedic timing is perfect. It's just classic. Classic bet Five order. thumbs up. Yes. Then, unfortunately, we are dragged out of this lovely moment between 
lesbians and go right over to Angus talking to his bandmates. First of all, what are they all doing at Rancho Notorious Night? It is girls night at the planet. That's what I'm saying. Because when he first when they first got there, he's like, hey, kid, is there room on the guest list for my boys? And she's like, sure. And I was like, don't invite the boys. Neither of you should be inviting the boys. Like, yeah, it's girls night. Girls night. Tables are in short supply. Get up. It's like if you're on the train and Alessia walks in, you have to give up your seat if you're a man, straight man. But instead, they're kicking him off the label. They're kicking him out of the band. They're kicking him out of the band because they want someone younger and hotter. I think he's young and hot, right? I mean, he did say yeehaw earlier in this, and I hated it. True, that was embarrassing. So anyway, obviously Angus is going to really... But Angus should negotiate. He should be getting money from this. Like, this isn't... Like, he he deserves... I don't know. I don't want to get into, like, music rights or whatever. But if they're performing songs that he wrote, like... Yeah. He still should be getting royalties. I'm also, like, so confused. Like, how do they... I mean, I guess... I feel like we missed this... Like, we didn't get the scene of the label telling uh-huh. the band this information like that's mm-hmm. where that information sh- but did we want to see it no of course we didn't but just like to make it make a little more sense like why the band is just like sorry man we got to get a hot young guy we, you're out it is yeah. so weird because like who started the band how long has he been in the band? like i and of course i do not actually care about any of this no but it is like it's just like a, a quick moment because we need him to be sad now yeah so there we go. Yeah. But it doesn't like make the most yeah. sense. He should get a job as a shoe shiner and sell his CDs to his customers. That's my advice. Good for him. I hope he does. Then we go back to the fun thing. And this um, honestly, like in the worst way possible, Jenny remind, reminded me of me a lot in this scene where I'm still obsessing over like a bad review or something means someone said on social media or a mm-hmm. bad comment. And like I'm forcing everyone around me to continue to process it with me for not just hours, but sometimes days, weeks, years, even. Mm-hmm. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, won't stop talking about it. And now then, she's brought Phil- Phyllis into her madness. Now she's brought Phyllis in. And I love that, that when I'm going through one of these really fun things that I do to my friends, I love it when there's a new person, you know, because then I can get a whole new, I get, a, I get to retell the story. I get, exactly. I get them to get incensed about it. And I get really riled up myself about it again. But Phyllis is like, I got a bad review for my second book. And, uh, you know, and then I like refuted his argument or whatever. She's like, I dissected it point by point and wrote my own article or something about it. And uh, then he lost his job. Yeah. And she's like, it's too bad you can't prove she was wrong about her girlfriend's unimpeachable integrity. So now we know it's going to happen. I feel like everyone's really enabling Jenny in this episode and including Phyllis, who has known her for two minutes. Yeah, so and I'm nervous. Better. <laughs> I'm nervous about everyone enabling Jenny in this way. Let me go. Hey, Angus is lying Angus in is bed. Sad. He's in bed. <laughs> Kit tries to comfort him. He gets pissy. He asks her, "Please don't make me feel better. Leave me alone. I want to be alone." Which, like, fine. Like everyone processes things differently. Like, if you want to be alone, you should get to be alone. Just don't be an asshole about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the tool shed. Where Max is pumping iron. Max is pumping iron in the shed, man. <laughs> and Jenny. This is great. <laughs> Jenny's like, oh, hey, um, I am trying to find this girl I went to summer camp with. Her name is Lindsay. And she went to this and like goes on. And first of all, obviously, what does Max offer to do? Oh, he offers to do a computer search. <laughs> Basically, this is all about trying to hunt down who 
Stacy Merkin's girlfriend is, and it's mm-hmm. under completely false pretenses so that Max will help her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just like stands there for a while, <laughs> and he's like still like exercising. He's like, "Oh, did you need me to do this like right now?" And she's like, "Yeah, that would be so great. Thank you so much." <laughs> and that was very funny. It was. Oh, and then it's a good music song. Yeah, then we have Goldfrap. Uh, Goldfrap's Ooh La La. Great song. Love Goldfrap. Yeah, um, I used that for my, um, for a video I made once, too. I definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're back at the planet. Great music. And I think it's the two promoter ladies from earlier are now, like, dancing in front of everyone. And it's like uh-huh. a whole thing. Like on a hay bale? Yeah, it's like a whole thing. But But the point of this scene is that Phyllis is into it. Yeah, she's really into the idea of a bunch of people standing in a circle watching two lesbians dance on some hay bales, which I will say from the haunted house I planned at A Camp, <laughs> October, whatever. That no, they don't want to see that. Hay bales are really cumbersome to deal with. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. have a real mess to clean up at the planet. They sure are. Also, um, I do appreciate the plant their commitment to a theme. Like they uh-huh. went all in. Like that the planet is like transformed into this like yeah. western thing and i'm like where are we is this are we uh, at the planet a ranch i don't know i can't even tell you know everyone's smells like a horse (laughs) maybe that's how that normally smells at the planet yeah so um that is like oh god and phyllis loves it yep so we phyllis is ready to get greased up (laughs) and ride it and do gonna be a dancer at the planet yeah she can do the catching chickens game that my dad would do it on the farm (laughs) where you grease up a bunch of chickens and then you have to chase it and try to pick up the chicken that sounds terrible and futile Mm, yeah (laughs) well then shane takes shay to school that's the whole scene that's it that's the scene takes him to first day of school then we go back to bet school california university where bet is finishing up a class that she has been teaching a um, lot going on in the scene. Phyllis is there watching her in the doorway. Um, Nadia is being a whole lot. Um, it made me uncomfortable. It made me very uncomfortable. Nadia is very performative. Uh, is something mm-hmm. we have definitely learned very quickly about her, uh, her lack of boundaries and her love of performance in front of a crowd, especially as, as like her peers, other students. Um, mm-hmm. And she slips up calls her bet and by slips up i mean definitely does it on purpose instead of dean porter and then whatever she leaves class ends um Mm -hmm. phyllis hilariously tells (laughs) bet that she's really into alice and Uh thinks that they and wants to know if alice is into her which is wonderful so cute it's really cute uh then we go to wax Uh, (laughs) sorry i'm gonna have to do this a couple times a lot, yeah, of, a lot of cutting back and I know, forth. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of back and forth, so so we're in for Get it. ready. Get re- I'm ready. Carol, are you ready? I was born ready, you asshole. Um, Helena's really bad at this, but she does have cute little things in her hair. She's fully cosplaying as some sort of like Avril Lavigne era skate uh-huh. punk. It's very Hot Topic meets Paxson. It's great, but it's <laughs> yeah. also very weird. Um, yeah. But I love it. Commit, commit to it. I love it. Yeah, commit. Um, she's committing. She goes to answer the phone and calls it the wax, which is funny. Uh-huh. And Shane's like, it's just wax. Um, I know the name is stupid, but you have to but just you ha- say it. You have to say it. If it helps to do the guitar riff, yeah. you could do the guitar do riff. The sound. That would be great. Do the sound. She would do that, but she's not going to because right. this was shot a long time ago. Um, 
Also, I think it's kind of, I mean, I guess this is sort of like not that weird, but like Helen is not really set up for success here. She's like, no. has no, like they didn't, they clearly just threw her in on the clock when the place was open. No, yeah. no training of any kind. So that's yeah. not super fair to her, but also she's clearly not cut out for this job at all. It was like when I tempted at a bank for one day and I like probably caused the financial crisis. Oh, but there's no proof. <laughs> You're fine. I didn't know how to f- transfer a call. They just assumed that I did. Oh, so I just kept hanging, call hanging really up hard. on people. It's always confusing. Then we back, go back to Beth's office. Back to Beth's office where Alice is here. So Alice visits Beth at work and Beth is like, We have a situation, Alice. What are you going to stick me in the corner with a dunce cap on, Principal Porter? My boss is attracted to you. Really? Yeah. She thinks you two made a real connection. She said that you made meaningful eye contact with her. Is that true? <gasps> she thinks I flirted with her? Alice, this isn't funny. No, I know. No, it's not. She no. wept in my arms because she's been unhappy for 25 mm-hmm. years, and now she's dying to find out what she's been missing, and she thinks you sent her signals. She really thinks I sent her signals? Yeah, and really? Have, yes, and we have to do something about okay. it. We have to let her down easy. Okay, okay. And Alice is delighted by this she development. She's like, oh, really? She thinks so I sent her signals? Yeah. yeah, she's just like, uh, I really like Alice is just in sucking the marrow out of life this season. Ugh, I she love just it. wants to she wants to experience everything, you know, yeah. it's wonderful. But they leave the conversation in such a way that Bet thinks that Alice is probably on the same page as her and is like, we're not doing this, you know, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then we go back. We visit. Where, where's Max right now? Well, Max. Uh, also, Good what the fuck day of the week is it? Like, 70 days of like, what? time. I was like, like why days. is there a cookout pool party during the week? Okay. Fr- I guess it's Friday because Thursday night's Girls Night at the Planet for Rancho oh, Notorious. It's a hot right. new party that where the whole planet becomes a rancho. So I guess their casual Fridays are actually, well, it's summer Fridays and they don't go to the office. They should have called it Rancho Notorio because well, then it would have ended with an O, both yeah. of them. So anyway, Max is once again wearing his like khaki jinkos, which you get a really great look at in this scene. Yeah. And like they're really fascinating pants. Yeah. He's all like set all up at people? the grill. Yeah. Who are all the people at this party? It's all these like hot young people. Like, is it like Brooke's friends? I guess. I, I think guess. It's, just ex- it's like she found some extras outside and then cast her little party. She gave when Max comes in, bucks. she tells her friends like, oh, my God, look at him. He's so cute. Max is wearing like eight layers, mm-hmm. which is a very relatable. This is very relatable yeah. to me. Yeah, uh, I, I really felt I felt really connected to Max in this scene, <laughs> being a person at a summer outdoor event who is wearing like pants and several shirts. I'm like, yeah, I've been. There. Yeah, he's also probably wearing a binder, which notorious is notorious for making you sweat a yes. ton and make you really, really hot. Yeah, right. So then we go back to wax. Helena's still doing a bad job. Yep. Uh, a man shows, a guy shows up. Yeah. His name is Guy. <laughs> the guy named Guy. Yeah. He is from Hugo Boss. He was at Sherry's yeah. terrible party in the in 401. Shane does not remember him for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And he's got a proposition for Shane. What is it? We got to wait to find out because it's very important that we go back to Max's boss's pool party. <laughs> This is my least favorite scene in this episode by a mile, by 500 miles. Yeah, I think my least favorite moment of the episode is Jenny's horribly offensive 
mm. impression of an elderly Korean woman. And then this mm-hmm. is my least favorite scene. Right. So basically, the idea is that everyone's going in the pool. Max isn't going in the pool for obvious reasons. He is sweating buckets suddenly. Like profusely sweating. Yeah. And uh, he starts looking at, like they do this weird thing where they cut to like guys in their Speedos, like guys' penises in their Speedos that Max is like looking at and like and feeling bad about himself. Um, And I thought it was a little uh, extra and um, I didn't care for it. And... Brooke is like, come on, come into the pool. And he pushes her away and is like, I Yeah, she go. like puts her hands on the collar of his shirt. Like she wants yeah. to like unbutton it. And he yeah. physically takes her hands in his hands and then like shoves her back, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, that's not good. It's kind of, that's a little aggressive, a little violent. And I thought we mm-hmm. were maybe not doing this anymore, but here we are. Yeah, again. I thought so too. Thought we were past that. Um, yep. Back to wax. Guy wants Shane to model Hugo Boss men's underwear. And Shane's like, "Uh, I'm not a model, so no thanks. And he's like, it'll pay a lot. And she's just like, like, no, no thanks. He's like, why don't you think about it? She's like, I did. And I don't want to do it. And like, (laughs) just turns him down like eight times. Yeah. And I think Shay comes and they like leave. Yeah. Shay, Shay shows up after his first day of school. And yeah, she's just like, all right, we're out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go back to the pool party where Max is apologizing to Brooke. to Brooke. He says he has an ear condition and he can't go in the water and it really bums him out. And that's why he freaked out on her and he's sorry and he's crazy about her. And she's like, I forgive you. And then they kiss and then it cuts to his boss, which is again her father. And they're like <laughs> giggling and watching them kiss. And it's so weird i hated it i hate i hate also we should have worn shorts at least wear shorts dude come on yeah if you're gonna we can't slave over a hot grill without shorts on yeah shorts legal to wear in all 50 states yeah uh we go back to california university where bet is in phyllis's office they are in the meeting and alice shows up and Uh bet has just the most incredible look on her face. <laughs> Alice has shown up because she's taking Phyllis out to Murakami for lesbian sushi. Uh-huh. And Bet is just uh tickled. miserable. <laughs> Both tickled and miserable. Oh, it's great. Like, it's I really can't funny. This is happening to me. It's basically the, her vibe. The looks that Bet and Alice are shooting each other are so good and so funny. Yeah. It's really well it's, acted. It's I love it. Very funny. Um, Phyllis is also adorable with like as she learns yeah. new things about being queer. She's like, oh, there's lesbians have their own kind of sushi. Like, it's so good. <laughs> um, Alice would like Phyllis to order Bet to go out on a date and to not work right. so hard. And Phyllis is yeah. like, but I do hope you're taking care of your personal needs, Bet. Academia can be so very suffocating. Everybody needs some rules and regulations. I think we all need to calm the fuck down first of all. <laughs> Anyway, Bet wants to murder Alice, and then they leave on their date. Yeah. Back to Wax. And Shane has some good advice for Helena, which is basically like, you are just now entering the job market at your advanced age. You need some time to figure out what you're good at. Obviously, it's not this, you know? Yeah. Obviously, you've been uh, very privileged and sheltered your entire life, and you have no way, you have no 
you kind of don't have any skills necessarily. Yeah, you need to figure out what your marketable skills are. Yeah, you got to figure it out. You got to try some stuff. So yeah, you can't. The, obviously, this isn't working. So Helena quits her job at Wax. But uh, yeah, you know. So then we go back to Bet's office, and Nadia's already in the office when she arrives. Nadia has drawn up some sketches. Yes. Nadia's in Bet's office because, quote, if I'm working, you're working, um, and has been doing work on the Media Lab proposal. I don't entirely know. But they do show us a close-up of whatever she has put together, <laughs> and it looks like... It is terrible. It's so bad. It looks like kids drew it. And then Bet uh-huh. goes... You're really talented. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just, you guys kind of tried a little harder to make this. Like, no one would look at that and think, God, you really talented. They look at that and think like, oh, I thought I was hiring like a grad student. And it looks like I hired a second grader to do it's this. like Shay did this. <laughs> it says like art and design. The person, like the person who's in the picture is like way too big. Like none of it. It's Scale terrible. It's wrong. terrible. The design it's choices terrible. are gross. It's just very bad. It's so bad. That's like, you are so talented. <laughs> Obviously, she's taken Phyllis's advice to, to heart, and she's going to get her needs met. They make that's the vibe. Very intense eye contact, and then we mm-hmm. see them leave the building later. And Bet offers her a ride home. She lives in Echo Park, and she says it's more or less on her way home. Do we know where this fictional college is? Uh, I know. I thought about that too, but no. So then they're in the car, and it's an awkward silence for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then Nadia just like starts. In on this like prose poem she's written about <laughs> Bet Porter, basically. Do you think like, she actually wrote it all out beforehand? Like she that was what she was um, working on, so she just threw together the media lab proposal. <laughs> she's like, sorry, I like the the lettering on the art and design building is a little bit bad, but I think you're gonna find out later what I've really been working on. <laughs> and then it's like, would it be wrong if I told you that I can't keep my eyes off of you? And, and Bet's, Bet's like, like, yes, yes. <laughs> and this keeps going. Would it be wrong if I told you you're the most intriguing person I've ever met? (laughs) And Bet says, yes. (laughs) Then she said, would it be wrong if, what is, I didn't write the exact line down. I never wanted to kiss kiss someone as much as I want to kiss you right now. Which feels a little hyperbolic, but whatever. Yeah. If I was Bet, I would have been like, yes. And also I, I doubt it. Yeah. Come on. So. And And then then Bet Bet kind of like rolls her eyes a little and stops the car. And you think that you're like, Bet is about to tell her to fucking cut it out and be professional. (laughs) Uh -uh. But in Dead, we get the bet porter that we know and love because she <laughs> stops the car and Nadia. Bang, bang, bang. Boom. They start making out, hooking up mm-hmm. in the car. Yeah. They're going to do it. They're gonna do they it. are both hot to trot. They are and both I'm attractive sure young women it's gonna in the prime of their lives. complicated. <laughs> yeah. Is it? And yeah, they are... Uh, so good for them. I, I hope they have really nice car sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see how it all blows up. Because you know it's going to. Yeah. Even if I hadn't already seen all of this years ago, mm-hmm. I would definitely know that this was about to become a disaster. Yeah. But it's great. It's very entertaining. So that mm-hmm. that is the episode. Well, right. do, do you like it? I actually do like this episode. There's obviously some problematic things, but there's some problematic things in every episode this season. So that aside, 
Uh, mm-hmm. I found this episode to be kind of charming and funny. I Me enjoyed too. it. The, uh, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I had several laughs. Yeah. And I needed some we laughs. <laughs> I needed some laughs, you know? You know? Needed some laughs hard because I'm not downloading TikTok because that'll be the death of me. No, so I, I needed some that. laughs. I'm too old. Um, yeah, and I'm elderly, an elderly old Z-Dyke. But the, I think, so season three was just really missing them as friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Bet and Tina were in their own world of bullshit of their breakup and of all of that stuff. Like, Alice was going nuts and Dana was separate from everyone. Like, the, the friend group was, like, officially severed. They couldn't even have dinner together. Right. You're you absolutely know? right. And that, like, created this complete lack of connection between the characters. And, like, as we've been saying... like for how long have we been making this podcast that like the Uh, best scenes on the show it feels like it the best scenes on the show are when all of our core cast members are just hanging out as friends and like having Mm -hmm. fun and it's so much more enjoyable to watch those scenes than a lot of the other stuff right and there's also not like the because i feel like every time in season three that everyone came together someone said something fucked up like someone offended Dana or someone offended Max or someone like it was just it never they came together Tina had a fight or like something shitty happened always or like the Mm -hmm. reason they were getting together was like because of Dana being in the hospital or like something you know like it was always like there was all these other circumstances that kept them from just like let's just go out and have drinks and be people yeah it was very nice to have that now they are yeah I don't think we've seen like Bet Alice and Jenny hang out ever no and i and like bet and helena are like buddies now yeah. too which is i mean it's great yeah yeah it's nice to see them to see the little the, the crew hanging out mm-hmm. it sets um, us up good for next week yes oh we are so excited for 404 but yeah. we will save it we are doing a fundraiser on Autostyle and you should donate to it so that we can keep existing. And so this podcast can keep existing and we can keep paying people who do cool things. I would love it. Autostraddle.biz. B-I-Z. Donate, please. We love you. We're dedicated to this relationship. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at to Ellen Back. You can follow Reese on Twitter and Instagram at AutoWin. You can follow Autostraddle at Autostraddle. And you can follow me at CarlyTron. You could also email us if you wanted to talk to us about something to lnbackcast at gmail.com. We also also have a hotline, 971-217-6130. Uh, call, leave us a message. Maybe we'll listen to it. Yeah, you should also go to store.autostraddle.com to get to Ellen Back merch, like to Ellen Back stickers and to Ellen Back t-shirts. Show your pride for listening to the best podcast in the entire world. This one. We're talking about this one. This, this is one. the best podcast. Yeah, this is the best one. The best podcast besides the one about that woman who had the cult. Which one? The Teal Swan one? Mm-hmm. Mm. That, that, yeah, I actually, no. I don't I had think a lot that was a good one. one actually. Honestly, the first season of Serial is probably the oh, it's podcast still the best. I like the most. I kind of feel like at some point during this quarantine, I might go back and listen to the first <laughs> season of Serial again, which seems wow. insane, but I've thought about yeah. it. I'll probably not our theme song is by b steadwell our logo is by kara sykes and this podcast is produced and edited by lauren klein just l words yeah i remember thinking of an l word while i was writing my little recap of this my notes and then i didn't write down i remember thinking oh that's a good one and then couldn't tell you
what it was. Okay, I'm ready. One, two, three. Light Lily Tomlin. <laughs> oh, that's good. Lily Tomlin. You win. What was yours? Um, lychee, like the that thing they always have at Pinkberry for you to put on your Pinkberry. Remember Pinkberry? Yes. Is I that did. what they're called? L Y C H. I've always called them lychees, but I lychee. Yeah, lychee. Robin that's likes lychee martinis a lot. So. Oh. Yeah, they're good. Fancy. If I was a person who drank martinis, I would drink lychee martinis. I would drink one right now. Mm. Well, no, I wouldn't. I have a lot of work left to do. But I would drink. <laughs> I would drink one this week. Yeah. No, maybe next week. I haven't drank at all since quarantine started. Are you serious? I've been drinking way more than normal. Right. Everyone has been except for me for some reason. Topping, laughing, moving, Bye, guys. Biting, fucking, See you crying, soon. That's all. This is the way. It's the way.